In part two of tonight's episode, we have a Q&A with Keith from the No Wine Cellar. So let's start off with our first one. And Keith, if you could just give us a quick, like, uh, one-minute introduction, who you are, what you do. Hey, I'm Keith Honeycutt. Uh, you probably know me better as the No Wine Cellar on Instagram, the uh, gym with all the orange stuff and the York equipment. <laughs> You're really into powerlifting and uh, started uh, Home Gym 2015, so just keep chugging along at that. And basements are better than garages, as always. All right, so how how long have you had a home gym, and what was the primary reason that you started? So going on seven years, I think. So this started in 2015, uh, right around my 30th, right before my 30th birthday. Uh, we got into lifting probably a year or two before that. My wife and I joined uh, a local LA Fitness, and that was all fine and good. And then uh, my job started being a lot more de- demanding on travel and working longer days. And the last thing I wanted to do was, spend you know an hour commute going to the gym so at that point I was in getting in my wife had already started powerlifting and I was you know on her heels uh following her in the sport also so with powerlifting you really just need to swap you know I, I can do everything I need with a, with a with a squat rack and a bench and some plates uh and then eventually get some more stuff so I was like oh I can do this at home and not have to go to the gym three or four days a week so just saved the commercial gym for the weekends and tried to get a couple of sessions during the week uh so it was mainly strictly convenient at the time where's your uh where's your gym i mean i know you're a basement gym so i guess we could start with that like why do you prefer the basement over the garage i had to put my basement i had to put my gym in the basement because my only other option is a detached like half a stall garage that has no power or uh you know obviously no uh ability to heat it or cool it so the basement is in my basement is like five times the size of my garage so for just sheer having the ability to expand and grow, uh, and at least in my personal situation, the basement is significantly better location. And climate control is hard to beat. Uh, I get that you can climate control garages and attached to garages and detached garages, but it's a lot easier to just uh, open up my vent that's already in the basement than it is to spend several thousand dollars to get a mini split put in. What kind yeah. of um, square footage is your basement? Uh, it's a thousand square foot ranch house, so I've got about seven hundred square foot of the basement solely dedicated to gym. It's a, it's an. I don't have any interior walls in the basement or anything, so just one quarter of it is essentially the laundry room. Uh, there's a little bit of storage, and then the backside I have some. I have those. What's the the, the little bit remaining of my uh, workshop uh, that I haven't given up on yet? So I have some toolboxes back there, but seventy five percent of my basement uh, is a uh, gym. So 700 square foot ish. How did you actually start your home gym? With, with, with what equipment did you begin with? So it's got a couple of different iterations. I, I mean, I think I've had some kind of just crappy yard cell standard plastic weights bench press with a punching bag in the corner since I moved in the house in like 2010. But I didn't really. It wasn't until we started going to the gym in maybe like 2012, 2013, and then you know that's when I or so basically 2015. I, the very beginning start was, uh, I was at a yard sale or something and someone was selling dumbbells for 50 cents a pound. So I bought a couple hundred, like a hundred bucks for the dumbbells. It was like, you know, one to, or five to 30 pound dumbbells. And I was like, oh, okay, well that was, that was the start. And then I got an Olympic bar and some plates. I had a friend that sold me a squat rack really cheap. So I got a Titan T2 for a hundred bucks. And I hate that thing so much because it's like the thinnest gauge metal. And it's the only thing Titan in my gym that I've ever had. I have a very small corner that that fits in, so I haven't found anything that's like the perfect fit for that corner yet, but it's like basically the third rack we use. Uh, but as far as how we started, yeah, sorry, uh, dumbbells, flat bench, squat rack, 300-pound weight set, 
and just deadlifted on a piece of plywood for like a year before I got the stall mats and uh, built a deadlift platform after a while. And then just, and that was only, we were talking like a hundred square foot maybe. And then it just slowly started to expand as the years went on. Speaking of expanding, um, how often do you find yourself adding to your gym? When we first started, it was, you know, literally every weekend I was on Marketplace. That's that's how I built the gym. As I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that uh, flipped weights for profits for years and years and years and did never have to put any of my, like, family budget money into the gym. So I basically would upgrade and, ex, you know, uh, expand as flips and funds allowed. So, I mean, I spent five years probably growing the gym, but it hasn't really got much bigger in the last couple of years. It's more or less I'm maxed out as far as size that I can have in the basement. So at this point, it's just upgrading stuff, not necessarily adding. If something's coming in, something's probably coming out at this point. But I would still say quarterly, I'm getting in, uh, doing something with a different bar or a different pair of plates or like just upgrading the squat rack last week. Makes sense. Um, so what does your home gym look like today? Or, or can you at least cover some of the main pieces you have? Yep. I've got uh, two of the the, the the main piece for me is a uh, it's a competition bench press. So it's with uh, you know got face savers and a lifting platform, so I don't necessarily have to wheel a bench into a squat rack. We we do just because we have multiple people here sometimes. But uh, so the big bench is the centerpiece. I've got two monster uh, rogue monster squat stands with spotter arms that are my daily. One of them is my daily driver. The other one's like basically the, the secondary squat rack and then. The Titan T2 is the third squat rack. York Roundhead Dumbbells from uh, one pound all the way up to 100 pounds. The full complete set of the vintage York Roundheads. 4,000-ish pounds of milled era York plates. Got a couple hundred pounds of bumper plates. 20-ish barbells. Uh, deadlift platform. Lat pull-down low row. Uh, leg extension, leg curl combo. Three utility benches for the dumbbell section. More or less it. So that's a lot. <laughs> It, it, it's, 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 it's a barbell gym. There's not going to be a ton of equipment down here. You know, the two or three pieces I have are the, the ones I always recommend to people if they're getting into the home. Like Someone's like, okay, I've, I've got the basics. What should I buy next? Always my answer is a flat pull down with a low row and then a, some kind of leg machine. Being that you're in a basement, what kind of lighting do you use? Uh, I've got just you know, LED screw-in lights. Um, that's something I've – it's the bane of my existence down here. It's very hard to – the lights hang down so low that there's a glare in every picture or video that I have. So I'm actually in the process of trying to basically raise, essentially put a can light in that's flush with the, the floor joist. So that's just a yeah. slow project I'm working on. It's not really a priority. It's just something I've, you know, if I have a couple hours one day, it's like I already have the material. It's just a matter of doing it. How about mistakes? I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned the T2 rack, but is there anything else that any glaring mistakes you've made or... Or what would you go back on these days? Uh, there's a couple bars I've bought, like, used, that I thought I would get a lot of use out of that I turned around and just, if, if it sat for more than a few months without getting regular use, I've gotten rid of it. But uh, the Titan rackable camber bar, I wasn't a fan of. The thing weighs, like, 85 pounds, and I already had an SSB, and I already had a Duffalo, so I, was already, I already had ability to, to take stress off my upper body and still squat so I just I wasn't utilizing it enough to justify the spot on the my gun rack as far as a mistake like a like a glaring mistake is basically just be not starting my York collection sooner because I had uh Olympic or uh, I had a cap Olympic like the standard barbell like the black and silver cap plates for two or three years and had a couple thousand pounds of those before I was like found enough York plates to start transferring over my, my collection basically so just maybe start going after 
niche items you prefer sooner than later because shit's just getting more expensive. Uh, and then maybe maybe if, if you have a if if you think you want to expand, just do it. <laughs> don't 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 wait for the right time to buy something. You know to to upgrade. Just go ahead and do it. That's that's one thing I wish. Like looking back on pictures from even just two or three years ago, I'm like I don't even recognize the gym. And a lot of that is just like uh, there might not be as many posters on the wall or flags or stuff isn't painted. For me, just having that atmosphere, like coming downstairs right now, like I'm motivated to work out. Like I've painted as much stuff orange as I possibly could. I've got almost every square inch with some kind of motivational flag or banner uh, or a, a company that I, su that I support or, you know, the walls are being used for storage of this, that, or the other. There's just, there's not a whole lot of dead space down here on the, on the walls or on the floor anywhere. So just uh, don't wait to make the gym the one you want it to be. Yeah. No, and like, that's really good advice because something as simple as like paint or flags or whatever is, really makes you want to use your gym. Um, what's your favorite purchase for your home gym the competition bench press like that's it's, it's almost out of date now because the guy that made it already has like he's already changed the design like three different times so if i went to go buy it new now it'd have nicer features but i just i love that thing kind of like, that was like my biggest purchase at the time i it was well over a grand and i was actually able to pay for it for a bunch of overtime i had worked so it kind of didn't, didn't really cost me anything so it's kind of nice other things that i, I just we should looking for one item, I guess it'd be that. But it, like, if I had to like go with, like top three, it'd be the, the bench, the duffalo bar, and then probably my York deep dish plates. I've got who I made got your bench? State of the art welding. It's S O A or S O T A, depending on how you look at his Instagram. I think he has it written down two different ways. But uh, he's a, a local metal metal fabrication metal fabrication guy uh, out in Western New York. I know he's actually got a few thousand. I mean, his page is growing. He, he's, you know, he does mostly gym equipment, but he does some other like odd, oddball stuff. But I think he actually has like some some guys working underneath of him now. But it was a no-brainer. It was, you know, it was half of what a lead FTS wanted, and I could go drive a half hour and pick it up. Cool. How about how about um, future purchases? So what's next on your wish list? Is uh, probably stuff that might not ever be able to be purchased, just because I don't think. Uh, Chris Duffin's ever going to get their shit together out there with the nickel plating, <laughs> but I want a deadlift of the, the Kabuki PR deadlift bar, preferably in nickel, so it matches my Duffalo bar, and I want the new gen power bar, preferably in nickel, so it matches my Duffalo bar, but if I have to settle for black oxide, I will. I just, I, at this point, I don't want to spend seven dollars $800 on a bar that's going to rust and blemish uh, versus the, I've had the nickel uh, Duffalo for a couple years, and it's spotless. Notice your t-shirt, repping Massonomics. We love those guys. Uh, what do you love most about the Massonomics podcast? I've, I've been in the, I've been following the podcast for a few years. Uh, they're just, they're good guys. I mean, it's, it's basically just, they are just normal dudes just sitting in their basement shooting the breeze about, you know, drinking beer and, you know, podcasting and working out. Uh, you know, their, their, their saying is uh, lift hard, live, yeah, lift hard, live easy. Uh, so the whole, like, you know, being dedicated in the gym, but also having a good time outside of it, and it's essentially just a—it's just a—it's a big pun. It's a, it's a big running joke. It's, it's all inside jokes. It's just you know this whole little world we're a part of. That's just you know you know I've gained like personal friends I've met in real life solely through being like fans of the podcast together. Like I've had a couple guys that have been in the area uh, for work or whatnot come over and work out with me that I've just you know would wouldn't have known if it wasn't for being in the Discord for Massonomics. What 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 is the Discord of Massonomics like? It's off is is if if you're not looking at it pretty quick, like fairly often, because there's like four or five different groups inside of it uh, or chats. 
like it's really hard to, or it's really easy to have like 300 unread messages essentially. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, a lot of times it's like the same 20 guys maybe going back and forth, but then you get someone that hasn't, hasn't, you haven't seen a message from in like six months and they just come in with a zinger out of nowhere that just, you know, gets like a hundred reactions. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's what you would expect. I mean, it's the same thing as like, like look, look at the comment section on any one of their posts that blows up. It's kind of like that, just in a little more private form. Sorry. I was just going to say, I feel like it's a, a meme gold mine for yeah, the absolutely. stuff they share from that discord crew. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've made a meme or two and I'm, I'm not even like the top 10 of the, the people that make memes on there, but there's nothing better than making a meme and actually getting, you know, you know, multiple reactions to it. You know, the worst is when you like, you think it's the funniest meme in the world and you get, it's been up for an hour and you get no, like there's no responses and you're just like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and delete that. No one, no one will just forget about that. <laughs> the week of us starting a podcast, I think it was like r- right before we we were doing some podcasts, but we hadn't quite launched. And you said something like, we need garage gym podcasts. And I said something <laughs> like, ah, we got one coming or something like that. And you've always like, you've always been good about giving feedback or just saying what you're looking for. Um, and I know you've listened to quite a bit of quite a few of the our episode. So I'd just be curious to hear what would make our podcast better and just know that like, we really don't care about the feedback or like, like no hard feelings. Like yeah, we're, just we're truly, not offended. We truly just want to make it better. Um, so just be curious to hear what you, you think we could do better. And a lot of this stuff we're just winging. So yeah, honestly, no hard feelings. Sometimes I'm like in the middle of it and I'm like, I have no clue who the guest is. And even if you did like a, a quick little introduction, it wasn't it either, either either wasn't an introduction or it lays over my head and I just didn't catch who it was. And I'm like, you know, it's hard to be in, it's hard to get involved with someone. You don't know who they are. So like, if, I, if I have no clue who's talking, I, I don't care what they're saying for the most part, I guess. Like, I, but once you actually know who it is and I, I have a lot, I, I'm more attached to that. So more than the 32nd or trying to just, informing the listener who the actual guest is. Uh, I, I think the ones that were the hardest was when it was more of a round table and there was a couple of people where I was like, I'm not positive I know who that is at, at the gotcha. time. So it was just like, okay. But I mean, it's hard to introduce when you have multiple people, but uh, for the most part, it's been fun. Uh, it's, but I think it's one of the, you know, it's definitely, uh, there's not a whole lot of other content out there like that, that I can, I mean, I'll consume as much home gym information as, as I can. So it, it's great for me to so keep it up. Uh, but it's, yeah, just, keeping the listener more informed, maybe uh, off the bat who we're hearing from, which I know it's hard. Like, how do you, you know, you have to cut and crop and all that, but that's the only, there's been a couple of times where I'm just like, I'm not sure who this is. Uh, no, that's good feedback. The last question I can think of is you, you regular regularly have guests for at your home gym. You, you have scheduled meetups and it looks like, Sometimes you get a handful of people um, showing up at your in your basement. They do a Sunday lift or a weekend lift, something like that. Could you explain how that originated and and uh, what that means for you as you continue to utilize your home gym? Absolutely, yeah. That's a that's a huge part of how the gym has been able to expand and a, a why it has expanded over the years. So probably. 2018, I think, I had met a couple people at a powerlifting meet uh, who are now two of my closest friends. Um, 
And I was at that point, I think I had already had like one guy come over and train a couple of times. Like I invited him over, but just wasn't consistent or anything like that. And then I was just kind of like, you know, I love training alone, training alone three quarters of the time is the best thing ever, but a hundred percent of the time gets kind of boring and just lonely. So having, uh, trying to facilitate a way to get people to come over, um, at the time, it was easy because I was like one of the only people that had like deadlift bars and squat bars and all that good stuff. Uh, so I had two people that started coming over regularly um, for a solid couple years, and then one of them started bringing their significant other. So there was every Sunday, there was four or five of us for like two years straight, and then the pandemic hit, and one of my friends moved away. Um, so then I lost like half my crowd basically. And the, the last year or so, I've had another crew of a couple people. Um, another couple that have been coming over regularly so it's just uh there's just local powerlifters that i've met in the you know in the powerlifting world it's, it's kind of a, a small niche community so a lot of us know each other i was able to open up my gym during uh quarantine actually <laughs> i actually built a garage gym i so i did have a garage gym for a while during quarantine i uh at the time you know it was back and forth of when if, if we were weren't having people in the house but like at the peak of you know COVID lockdown my wife wouldn't we weren't letting anyone in the house basically and I had all this extra equipment, so I rented some stuff out, but I also threw together uh, a makeshift gym in the garage where it was basically like, you can come over and work out just in the garage and then, you know, just go home. So did that for a while. Uh, but yeah, the, as far as the having people over every Sunday for the past, like, you know, four or five years, there's always been at least a couple people over. And then uh, more recently, I've been, some people can't make it over on Sunday, so I've been opening it up once or twice a month for a, a, a Friday night pre-scheduled lift. And then twice a year, I try to have like an actual like larger gathering where I, you know, try to get at least a dozen people down here. And I think it's, it's been like 10 ish for uh, the last couple of years, at least on two, two, you know, one or two times a year. Well, actually, I call those the lift parties where it's actually like you might not get the exact session you want because, you know, even though we have 20 barbells and two places to deadlift, it's still it's kind of hard to, you know, get every piece of equipment you want that day. But it's just more about the atmosphere and, you know, just meeting new people. But yeah, for me, it's all just about, you know, hanging out with people, like lifting with like-minded people. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of CrossFitters and bodybuilders coming down here. So it's mostly power lifters. Do you, do you charge people to like use your gym or is no, it just like, no, come hang out? No. Yeah. It's all, it's all like, it's, it, it's as much for me as it is for them. I mean, most, most people already have commercial gym in memberships. So like they could, they're making a, you know, they're making a conscious decision to come here versus going to the, to their commercial gym just so they can have a little bit different atmosphere. If I had a walkout basement with like a secondary bathroom or something, I probably could rent it out to like some trainers and then they could train clients and stuff. But I mean, my gym is literally in my basement. Like you have to walk through my kitchen to get to my gym. Like it's just, you know, that's a little too in, in, intrusive to have just people that I'm not already friends with come over. Um, not to say that I haven't had people that I've ran. I, like some of the people that train with me now are people that I've literally sold gym equipment to. And I don't know if you guys, when you, if, you know, I'm sure both of you flip stuff over the years. Like I'm pretty known of, hey, uh, so you're starting a home gym. Do you want to you, you want to come check out my gym? And then I'll, you know, give them a full tour and, you know, actually finding people that actually care and want to see what your gym looks like. It pretty much has to be someone buying gym equipment because I know my friends and family don't care. Do you think you've ever, like, pers uh, you, you might know, uh, persuaded anyone to start their own home gym? So, like, they're in the commercial setting, they come lift at your place, and then they end up starting their own? For sure. Uh Probably more so during I, I I helped a few people build them during the during when when gyms were closed I did my best to help people like facilitate some equipment and I had to have a couple people that I had a guy the other day actually I met I saw on social media I think we were 
I think we knew each other because I sold him some stuff a few years ago, but I didn't 100% remember him. And we were both in like the home gym Facebook group, I believe. And he made a comment about how I think it actually might have been on. Oh, it was on a Reddit post when I posted some pictures that Gluck took of my gym. And he was like, you're the reason that I have all this gym equipment now because I bought a pair of plates off of you like four years ago and I've been following you on you know social media and I just keep upgrading my gym because you're motivating me. Like that, that was like one of the coolest compliments, you know, I've kind of ever gotten. So yeah, I hope that this gym inspires a couple people to, you know, buy more stuff. Sweet. And we, we hear you're big fans of garage gym reviews. Oh well, yeah. You know, if, if, uh, if selling out was a business, he'd be number one. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could go. So it's, it's not even what he did. It's more of the lack of disclosure. Like, how can you have hundreds of thousands of followers and not disclose that you don't own all of your company anymore? And like, just how you're getting paid to push this shit that no one wants. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And then, like, if you would say that in a public forum, like, you're like, I'd be a martyr. You know, I'm, I don't really care. Like, most people know. Anyone that follows my memes and my stories know how I feel about it already. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was the goat. I mean, I followed his shit for years. He had some of the best content for like a five-year span, and then basically he peaked in 2019. It's the same as the Facebook group did too. Like as soon as COVID hit, that Facebook group got just horrible. I'm not in the Facebook group. What's that? What does the Facebook group look like? So I mean, it used to just be like you know, 10,000 like-minded people. Now it's I, I don't even don't quote me on it. It's, it's you know, probably ten times that now, but it's just. It's a lot of just newbies that don't understand, you know, you just get the, the, the new questions and then just, it's, it's, it's toxic. I, I don't even want to, I could, there's like 10 different things I could say about it, but there's a, still a lot of good material in there. It's just a lot of overdone jokes that aren't funny anymore. Like people, every, everyone's answer to everything is saw Matt now for some reason, because that's funny. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, it was funny the first time three years ago, but now it's kind of over because, because the whole thing is everyone like. Someone asked the, the group the question five times a day, what's the best flooring? So then it's obviously stall mat, but then people stall say stall mat to an answer to any question is just because they're funny. Right. They're trying to be funny. So it's just, it's just, an, I got it now. yeah, it's just overdone. Uh, but I, I still watch this content, but it's like, I'm just waiting for something to, to actually be relevant to what I would want. Uh, but for the most part, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'll start it, but I'm not going to finish it. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's a, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a sad story. Well, I think that's going to do it. Awesome. Anything else? Sweet. Well, Keith, we appreciate you, man. One more time. Where can people find you? So my personal page is Keith Honeycutt 73, but no one really cares about that. So go follow my gym at the no wine cellar on Instagram. The no wine cellar basement gym, because basements are better than garages. They are. Gym. And orange is the best color in the world. <laughs> there you go. Thanks guys. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Did you like tonight's episode? Be sure to keep your eye out for new episode releases wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay involved on our social media sites by following Garage Gym Experiment and taking part in our Sunday surveys on Instagram so that you can be a part of the conversation. Like, follow, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, and get involved in our website for all your home gym content needs. Jake, do you have anything else left for the listeners? Nope. Well, that's going to do it for us.